Welcome to Lessons for Life, where we seek to learn, love, and live the Word of God. Now, here is James Long Jr. Hello, everyone. It's James Long Jr., and I want to talk to you about emotions today. Emotions were designed by God, and some of these principles come from, actually all of the principles come from a study called Relational Wisdom, Relational Wisdom 360. It is a study created by Ken Sandy. He's the author of The Peacemaker and Resolving Everyday Conflict, plus many more studies. I am one of his advanced instructors of the Relational Wisdom Program, and today I want to talk to you about emotions. Maybe you struggle with emotions, and today what we want to do is to identify ways that God can teach us about emotions and what he can do through them. Well, my name is James Long, Jr., and this is Lessons for Life. I am a pastor, board-certified professional counselor a certified biblical counselor, and a university professor. I have over 30 years of experience helping people find God's solutions to life's problems. I make these educational videos on the topics of mental, emotional, and relational health, and we do it from my biblical perspective. And today, as I said, we're going to talk about emotions. The passage I want you to consider is from Psalm 32, and it says, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Great passage. Now, I want you to think about all the emotions that are behind that passage. It talked about the fact that it's being glad in the Lord. It talks about rejoicing. It talks about shouting for joy. It talks about upright in heart, all of the emotions that are filled. I love the Psalms. And you'll hear a number of studies that I will do or videos I will do on the Psalms because I just love them. But let's talk about emotions itself. Emotions move our relationships, and they can move our relationships either positively or negatively. And you, you know that. You can have great emotions that can move you to do good things and positive things in relationships, and then you can also have emotions that will hinder things in your relationships. Emotions influence most of what goes on in the world, and whether it's the romantic attraction that draws a couple together or the sacrificial love of a parent for a child or the desire to build a successful ministry or business, or maybe even the bitterness that corrodes a relationship? Or how about the anger that tends to fragment a family or a church? Emotions play a powerful role in every aspect of life. Yet, the problem is most of us know far too little about the source and the dynamics of our emotions. And what I want to do today is I want to give you eight basic facts about emotion. Eight basic facts about emotion will help you to understand what emotions are and how they were designed by God and how they can help us. Well, number one, I want you to consider this, that emotions are built into all people in all cultures by God's design. So all people have this. They are hardwired into our brains and our bodies through neurological issues, hormonal issues, but it's also connected to our, our spirit, our, our heart. And he designed them at creation and it weaves into every baby as he forms them in the womb. In Genesis, it tells us that. And in Psalm, it says that God has crafted us in his very, in our, in our mom's very womb. Thus, human vocabulary, when you think about it, is filled with emotion. There are so many different types of emotion that are talked about in God's word and so many emotions that we deal with. There's a chart, and I'm going to attach one down below. It's called the core emotion chart. 
And that chart is really helpful. And what you're going to see is a series of core emotions, eight of them across the top. You'll see shame and sadness, shame, fear. Then we have enjoyment and love. And then we have surprise, disgust, and anger. So those are the eight core emotions. And what you'll see on the left-hand side is the low, medium, and high, the intensity. So let's just take the shame category. It's Let's say you have a low level of shame. That would be kind of like regretful or uncomfortable, embarrassed. But if you have a medium level, it would be like humiliated, dishonored. But you could also have a high level where you feel sorrowful or guilty. And so it kind of goes that way. This chart I keep in, I tell my people to keep in their Bibles or keep in their journal. And when they struggle with a particular emotion, they can just pull out this core emotion chart. Now, down at the bottom, you will see the three key types of emotion that the Bible often talks about, fear, love, and anger. And it talks about God has not given us a spirit of fear. So those level, those three at the end here, shame, sadness, and fear tend to be under the category of fear. Then in the middle, enjoyment and love, it says, but of power, love, and sound mind, a self-control. That's from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And then the ones off to the right, you'll see surprise, disgust, and anger. That is based on the umbrella of anger. Surprise, disgust, and anger comes under the anger category. So if you think about it, eight core emotions, three primary biblical emotions, fear, love, and anger, and the intensity, those are really helpful and they can be beneficial. But let's keep going. And so now what we see is this. We find ourselves uh, moving to... The next step is this next principle that emotions are physiological experiences that they involve measurable neural, muscular, respiratory, hormonal, cardiovascular changes that impact our thoughts. They move us into action and those can be moving us into action either positively or negatively. In fact, the word emotion comes from the Latin word, which actually means to move. It means to move forward. It's kind of like blowing you in a particular way. So first principle, second principle, now we move to the third. Emotions provide some of the greatest pleasures in life. And and I want you to think about the joys, the love, the delight, the acceptance, the compassion, the belonging, the peace. All of these emotions, they are emotions that will move you in a positive way. And and so whether you're saved or unsaved, whether you believe in Christ or not, whether you're a Bible believer or not, it doesn't matter. You can have these emotions and they're noble and they're constructive. But emotions on the other level are also tied to some of the greatest struggles we have, some of the agonies in life. And they involve things like sadness, embarrassment, anger, bitterness jealousy, self-pity, and regret. All of those are these more negative viewpoints. So emotions can draw the most positive things or the negative things. Well, that moves us to our fifth principle, that emotions are not inherently sinful. Jesus felt a wider range of emotions, including love and compassion and joy and pity and anger and sorrow and agony. And he had all of those emotions, yet he never sinned. His emotions never surprised him, never overwhelmed him, and never moved him into move in a way that was contrary to God. So emotions, even positive or negative emotions, don't necessarily mean that they're sinful. 
yet, but that is not necessarily true for us. Well, that moves us to point number six, that human emotions are often twisted by sin. Because of the fall, sin has so corrupted our whole being. That includes our thoughts, our emotions, our will. And sometimes theologians call that the noetic effects of sin, that sin affects the way we think. And therefore, like a computer with a defective motherboard, we're unable to consistently understand or control our emotions and are triggered. And when we're triggered, we could be triggered by other people and events in our lives. And therefore, while positive emotions usually move us to do good things, negative emotions oftentimes will move us to sin against God and one another. Well, that moves us to point number seven. This is an important point that Jesus had emotions, didn't sin. We often sin our emotions, but through the gospel, God has redeemed us from the curse of sin, and he's made us new creations. And that impacts our thoughts, that can impact our emotions, that will impact our will. And it's it's pouring his grace in us and into our lives, and he's given us the ability to understand our emotions and then to progressively bring them under the submission of the Holy Spirit and under the Lordship of Christ. And that leads us to our last principle I want you to consider, that the key step in redeeming our emotions is to bring them in humility, faith, and prayer. These are so important. Humble yourself, trust God in faith, and pray, and examine our emotions in light of God's truth, and ask God to give us the grace and the wisdom and the strength that we need to harness the power of those emotions so that they will ultimately impact us to move us to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love others as we love ourselves. And so as we do that, we we learn about what God is doing in us and then what God is going to do through us. All right. So those are some quick principles on emotion. I hope that help you. I'll give you a number of passages as well that you can look up. Be blessed. Reach out if you have any questions. If you liked this video, what I'd love you to do is to hit the like button here on the bottom. And even more so, I would love it if you would subscribe to our channel. And even more so, I would love it if you would share this channel with others. Last thing I want want you to consider is this. We offer three membership levels here at Lessons for Life. I have a membership called Lessons for Life membership. And what you do is you get a content, videos that we don't post on Facebook, additional videos, blogs, podcasts, um, checklists, workbooks, a host of content. And we're adding to that content consistently as well. You get content and community with our Lessons for Life membership program. Our Lessons for Life membership program is a small monthly fee. I would love it if you would consider doing that. Now, if you want to go a little bit further and you want to move from just the content in the community, and let's say you want to get group coaching, we offer a group coaching program. We call it Lessons for Life Group Coaching. And it's twice a month. I jump on a 60 to 90 minute call. And in those calls, we do some trainings. We'll do some Q&A times. I'll also invite guests. And that's a great opportunity to take it a little bit further from just the content, from just the community to get coaching. And if you want to go to our top level, it is called our Time for Change course and coaching program. Now, Time for Change is our flagship course. It's a five-module, 28-lesson, over 10 hours of teaching. What I would do in over 11 or 12 sessions with somebody, we do in that course, and we walk you step-by-step through the change process. So you get everything from the first level, the content in the community, you get everything from the second level, the two coaching sessions per month, but then we add the 
course. And I hope it's helpful to you. I really hope it would bless you. And so if you're interested, I'll send a link below. Okay. I think that's all we'll do today. Be blessed. Hope to see you next time. This has been Lessons for Life with James Long Jr. We hope you've been blessed. For more information, go to jameslongjr.org.